473. And I'd like to sing this old hymn with you. I'm living by faith. I care not today what the morrow may bring. Because I'm living by faith in Jesus alone. Good morning, saints. God bless you. Welcome to the service this morning. Amen. Let's just sing this together. Oh, I care not today what the morrow
is a source in times of need, and it gives me
Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, O God. Hallelujah. The battle is not yours, but God's. I trust that you have a revelation of that this morning. Amen. We're going to go to prayer this morning. Brother Gilbert, could I please ask you to come? Gilbert Okello, if you'd come and open the service for us in a word of prayer. The brothers would also just come and prepare for the morning offering. We don't have any written prayer requests. Let's continue to remember our brother Michael as he travels and ministers that God would strengthen him and watch over him. We know there are many needs in the body. And if you'd just like to lift a need before the Lord, we know he sees every hand, every heart. Brother Gilbert, would you please come? Thank you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this this moment, Lord. It's, it's a great opportunity for us, Lord, to be before you. What an honor it is, Lord. And we know as you promised, Father, that you will be in attendance. And so we have the full assurance in our hearts that, Lord, you are here, Father. And as we've sung, Lord, the battle is yours, dear God. And you, and you loved us so much, Lord. And you still love us even this morning, Lord. What great love that the Lord has for us, for each one of us, Lord. You know and you understand of our every situation, Lord. Oh, God. Every situation, Father, you understand. Oh, Lord God, may you come by our way once more. Once more, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Once more, Lord, come by our way, Father. Meet our hearts, Father. You went to the cross for us, Lord. There's nothing that you'll not do for us, Lord. You'll do everything, Father. Lord God, as we've heard many times, oh God, you didn't, you didn't hold anything back from us, Lord. Lord, the needs that we have, remembering Sister Vandy, Lord, not knowing her situation right now, but we could just commit her to your hands. Remember her, dear Father. Oh Lord, move on her behalf, dear Father, on behalf of the family, oh God. Lord Jesus, we pray even for the minister who is going to stand here, Lord, and minister your word. Lord, will it be that it will not be him, but it will be you, Heavenly Father. Oh Lord, we just love you, we appreciate you, and we pray, Heavenly Father, that the presence, your presence will sweep across our hearts, Father. May it be an encounter, a love encounter, dear Lord, that at the end of this meeting, our hearts will love you even more, dear Father. We commit all things to your hands. Let your will be done, oh God. We love and appreciate you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Gilbert. You may have your seats as we take up the morning offering. We did have a couple announcements that we wanted to make this morning. I want to remember our brother 
Timothy Pruitt Jr. is going to be here this Wednesday, so we're looking forward to that. And the next Sunday is going to be our brother Neville. And also there's an announcement regarding winter camp. It's two and a half weeks away. If you haven't registered yet, you're going to be on dish duty, so you better get online. The, the enrollment link is online, and, or you can contact Sister Abigail, Sister Megan if you need help. Uh, but they do need to know who's coming, so register this week or they're going to assume you're not coming. So better to register and just have it done with. We're looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. The camp begins February the 16th, Thursday evening. The services will begin the following day on Friday in the evening. And man, we just want to be prepared. Let the Lord have his way. And we don't have any specials. We're going to invite our brother Murphy to come. But I want to sing with you, Paid in Full by the Blood of the Lamb. Could you do it in G if we could? Yeah. When justice called for a payment for sin, hallelujah, but it's been paid in full. And so let's sing it like it's a revelation to us. Let's rejoice in this as Brother Murphy's going to come and minister the word this morning. When justice called for a payment for sin, no one worthy could be found among men. But the precious Son of God, with the cross and thorny crown, He paid the debt with the blood of the Lamb. Oh, sing out now, oh, painful, I. 
wonderful it is to know that our sins have been forgiven and to wash it away and never be remembered in it again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let us just bow our head before we go to the Word. And also, we, uh, there's a different prayer request here. Sister Ruth Frederick, as we can pray for her, she's been uh, a lot of pain that in her um, hip and in the bone. So we just pray. And we know Lord is a healer. And know there's a nothing, there's a impossible for our God. Though she's in her old age, she's been a warrior and a soldier for all her life. And we want to remember it, our sister. Let's bow our head. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we approach you again with the most of sincerity because we know we're approaching the Almighty God. We're approaching that a God one day is going to judge us, Lord, to judge all the world. But Lord, before we go to that judgment, Lord, you have judged us right here. Lord, we have received your word. Lord, let your word be the judge for us. Lord, we know that you are the God that have the grace. You're the God that have forgiveness. You're the God that have mercy. Lord, we're not for ask for your judgment, but Lord, we ask for your mercy, Lord. We ask that it led to the blood of Jesus Christ that it covered us, that it washes us, and it take it away, all the sins, all the things that is not pleasing you, Lord, so that we can come freely and innocently and just as pure as we can that come before our God. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the sacrifice that you have provided for us. And Lord, we remember the different need in the body. For our dear sister Ruth Frederick, Lord, how Lord, we know that she has been the soldier of all her life and have such a face to believe you. Lord, we pray you, Lord, you draw nigh unto her. Lord, your word has said so by your stripe that we were healed. Lord, we apply that word to our dear sister. No matter what way to use, medicine or doctor, or, your, or it's a fit for you to use the miracle to heal our dear sister, we just pray, Lord, that, that you do the healing, Lord, because you are the healer. You're the one that restored her body. And that all the other need that are among us, some can be altered and some cannot be altered. But, Lord, we present them all before you. That are the God, that are, who is not a God in history, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. May he come this morning by the word of God and administer the different need of your children. And that he heal the sick, that deliver the bound. Lord, let your presence just draw nigh. Let the word that we heard and not be the man's word. As our brother Gilbert has prayed, how we love you, Lord. Lord, we love you because we love your word. It's not just intellectual knowledge, but it's that word of a life. That is the change of the day by day, Lord. One day we're going to face to face with God. Lord, we don't want it when we cross the river. We don't want nothing to hinder us. So, Lord, as we come this morning for correction, Lord, for help, Lord, for you to minister to our need, for speak comfort, whatever that your will is, Lord, to speak to us. We thank you, Lord. We commit to the rest of the service and into your hand. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture, um, book of uh, Gospel of Luke. Chapter 2. And just uh, one verse, uh, chapter 2, 
verse 40. Book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 40. And the child grew and the vexed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. May the Lord bless this word. You may be seated. So I've been uh, speaking about the woman's uh, seed uh, is living in us. And Lord willing, I want to just continue on, but um, uh, maybe just give it a new, uh, a different title. Uh, it's called A Woman's Seed is Growing. So, um, and today we, uh, the scripture that we just uh, read over here, it said that the child grew and wrecked strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And if we remember the um, book of Genesis, and that it said to the Lord that when the uh, when they committed a sin, and uh, the Lord started to put a judgment down, then he said to, to the serpent, he said, I will, put amity, uh, am, uh, uh, I will put amity between thee and the woman, and the, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So he said that the woman's seed is going to bruise the head of the serpent. But you see, whenever when we're talking about the seed, it's not the seed, it's just in the initial point. It's just the starting as a seed. And the seed is not at an end. The seed is going to grow. The seed is going to be manifested. And the seed is going to be multiplied. Or the seed is going to grow into the tree or to bear fruit. So when we're talking about the seed, the seed is not just in the beginning stage. And so even that Jesus, when he was uh, the woman's seed, but though he is the woman's seed, the woman's seed is still growing. The woman's seed, it will have to grow into an adulthood. The woman's seed, it has to grow, like the Bible has said, that it filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. And any child, you took out of, uh, you took out of the mother when, he, uh, when she was uh, conceived, uh, uh, the seed uh, from her husband. Uh, she's not just happy when she uh, got a seed that is in her womb and just uh, uh, keep it that way, just keep on going. Absolutely, you know, I'm pregnant and that's it. Uh, the seed has to be in her womb, has to be continually growing, has to come to that point until she went through uh, uh, the child uh, in her womb to grow to a certain, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I think it's nine months or ten, ten months. Uh, I've never done that. So, uh, anyway, it would have to grow to a uh, certain amount of time. And then uh, when a child has become a, come to the maturity, and then the, uh, the travail come. And then the, uh, she has to give a birth of the child. It's, the, it's not to the woman's choice that when the baby is going to come. Because when the time has arrived, no matter the woman, the mother want or don't want, that seed has to grow. When that seed grow to at a certain point, to a certain age, and to become a mature, that in her womb is not the mother's choice that she wants to give a birth. 
But he said the seed himself has the power when it grow to the certain statue, grow to the certain maturity. It's that seed to push himself out of the mother's womb. And during those times, though the mother and eating the different food and the new nutrient and to the nourish, give the uh, give the. But it's the seed himself is the choice that the seed will come forth. So it's for us. It's very easy to understand for the believer when we receive the word. It's not that we have the choice. We try to let it grow. We try to let it manifest. We try to be able to do this and be able to do that. It's the seed's choice. Because when you receive the seed, you receive the word of God. It's the word of God has its power. It will continually grow. It's not that you want to, you know, I want to do this. The word has its power in itself. As long as that other word lays into the womb, this into the face of a believer, the consonant to believing the word, that word will start to grow. And that word will come to a certain point. And that word will grow to become an adult. And that word will have the grow to his maturity. It's not a you mature, but it's the word inside of you become a mature. This body will never get a mature. This body is our enemy. But it's seated inside of us to make the life in this body become a mature. And one day, it's going to burst open this body and go into the meet to the God to, uh, to, uh, to uh, go into the eternity that we continue living with the new body that God gave it to us. So Jesus, when he was on earth, then though he's a woman's seed that had a promise on him, that a woman's seed is going to bruise the serpent's head, but a woman's seed has to grow. The woman's seed cannot be just kept in the seed form. The woman's seed must be grow into maturity so that it could bruise the serpents ahead. So when we read to the Bible here, and as it grew, as the child is grew, that he got a wisdom, he got a grace of God along him. But at the same time, when the child is grew, the opposition becomes stronger and stronger. And it's not because, uh, you know, when he was a little, little seed, as a little, uh, there's no difference than him and to the other seed. It was all in the seed form. And it was all in the mother's womb. When all the mother went through the, the travail time to give a birth for this as a baby Jesus, when he was born, he was just like any, any, other, uh, any other little boys. And there was no difference. He got a nose, he got eyes, he got a ears, he had a cry. He do everything. There's no manifestation of this woman's seed to fulfill that scripture is going to bruise the serpent's head. But as he grow, as the seed starts to grow, uh, if I can call it, or as the child starts to grow. And uh, I think the last time I speak on the God is in every stage of our life. But he lock himself, he limit himself in that seed form. In that child form, in that toddler, toddler form, in that adult form. He was in all that stage, but he limited his, his power or his manifestation in that certain form. Until he reached to a certain time, when he come to the maturity, then God will use this to bruise the serpent's head. So when Jesus was as a child, as he started growing, 
And then the more he grow, he start, uh, the growing of Jesus started to become a different. When he was a little boy, he was just as any other little boy. As a toddler, he was just as any other toddler. Then he started to manifest it a little bit. In his age, I think he's either 12 or 13 age, the child started to, uh, uh, when he was in the temple, uh, he started to discussing the scripture, asking another question about the scripture. And then the one, her, uh, his mom and his daddy came in and over, and Mary said, to the, your father and I has been seeking thee, and we're sorrowly seeking you. But you see, that word started to manifest. Notice the word still in its infant form, in its child form, but there's a life of God in that. It's not just a normal seed laid in that body, but it's a supernatural seed laid in that body. As the body starts growing, and it starts to has a manifest, many different start to, as he grow, the difference of the seed starts to manifest. You know, I, I don't know how to uh, use the right word for it, but I hope you can understand me. It was a certain character of God start to manifest as the seed grow, start to manifest that in that child. And the same seed that lays in you is not a groaning, just like a grow, like a, all of a sudden making it an adult. That seed will still keep on growing. And it loads us keep on growing, but in that seed, that is the life of a supernatural God laid in there. So then the Jesus starts to correcting because he's the word. There's the word life in there. So when there's a word, when something was doing it wrong, the word seed must have corrected that. Don't himself as a child, but that word already has a power laid in there. Anything that is wrong, the word will correct it. And if you have the seed word laid in you, anything wrong that in your body, anything wrong that in your life, that word will correct it. It's not that you try to correct it. I try to make it right. That word will say, uh-uh, that's not right. Your saying is not right. The way you're acting is not right. You're not supposed to go to that. You're not supposed to go to that party. You're not supposed to do things like that. You're not supposed to say things inappropriately. That seed is correcting you. Though by the education that other people, they can educate themselves to the resemblance just as you did. But you know and God knows is that the seed is to start you growing. And so when Jesus started correcting, that is sort of uh, that, uh, uh, Mary that uh, she called uh, uh, he called him, that's the woman. He never called him as the mom. But he said, uh, uh, you know, uh, sh uh, shouldn't I be after my father's business? And to the end of, then you will see the people in the world around him, the misunderstandings start to come. Who are you? You're just a little child. Why are you saying things against your mother? You're never supposed to do that. But you see, the word has to grow. If it was just to answer the seed word that's they say in there, there's no difference. But when they start to grow, the difference starts to show up. When the word starts to grow, the separation starts to become a further and the further and the further away. Because now the seed starts to be manifested in the word character. 
Before, when a seed is still hide it, it was a, so much a resemblance, a, so much a similarity, just from this seed and any other seed. But as a seed grow, the difference starts to, the separation starts to become more severe than ever. It's not you try to separate, but the seed has to grow. The life has to start to grow. The life of which is not belongs to this earth, the supernatural life that lays in that seed starts to grow more mature and more mature. The more mature that seed beget, the more mature that seed becoming, then the more separation becoming. Because they're not resembling with any other seed. It's not there has any similarity with the denominational seed. It doesn't have a similarity with the worldly seed. It doesn't have a similarity with the just church seed. It doesn't have a similarity with just a social gospel seed. That seed starts to grow in. Because a different life is living in there. It started pushing out. It started pushing out. Sometimes you even feel, why I say that? Why did I do that? I don't want to be in a rough edge. I don't want to be a person like that. You even try to repair the relationship with your family, with your friend, or something. But then the seeds start to grow. It's not you want it or not, but that seed starts to go through the growing time. And it has to be until it comes to a point that seed must be coming out, must be fully manifested. Oh, God will love every stage of our life, but how much more he loves the maturity stage, the last stage that he can bruise to the serpent's head. So one, then Jesus will keep on growing. And that started as it grow. It's from a teenager, then it becomes a young man. And then 30 years old, then he went to the river of Jordan. And then started to be baptized. And it's John the Baptist announced his coming. And then the Holy Spirit as a dove, and this is coming down. And you see, when the seeds start to growing, the more misunderstandings start to come in. The other day we were just talking at a, just of the fellowship, the brothers together, and you're thinking about how much misunderstanding that could be. John the Baptist is his cousin and announced the coming of the Lord. They probably say, huh, it's just a family affair. Of course, you're his cousin. Of course you announced you saw the dove coming down or this and that. Yeah, we get it. The seed is growing. And the separation started. And it became more and more people couldn't understand the behavior that Jesus was making. John the Baptist is going to the wilderness. The Bible said that John the Baptist has to grow. And the spirit had become strong. And then they're coming it out, they're stomping it out. And, uh, and then he said he saw that the Holy Spirit are coming, just uh, the Holy Spirit like the dove that are coming down. And he said, there's one that in you that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not even worthy to, uh, uh, to uh, 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 untie the shoeless for, uh, for him and different things is coming. You see, when the seed starts to grow, it starts to grow, uh, has a, such a... The seed have a, such a power 
that was not earthly, but completely from heaven. So when it started to grow, it became so different from the earthly world. And when you see it in the believer that starts to grow, it's not if you just grow, just as a, become a worldly. If the seed is just to become a grow, just like any other denomination, just as the church, just as something, something wrong. It must be not the right seed that you have received. Because if you receive the right seed, that seed can only grow like a word. It's not like the world, but more like the word that in that hour. And when that seed starts to grow, when a child starts to grow, and Jesus had come to the point when he, uh, when in his ministry, that when he started, he still have a lot of similarity, like uh, in those uh, in this hour. And though he speak has a power, but he's speaking about a pain or a tithe. It's about respect to the, the rulers and the authority. He's speaking about, the, you know, treat your neighbor right and all of that. Those things that the people can receive. Those people, those, are, those things that are when Jesus started seeing multitude start to follow his ministry. Because there's a, still have a similarity that I want to see to grow. And, uh, but when the seed starts to grow, become uh, more mature, when it starts to speak, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. Otherwise, you have no part in me. And so then you must, uh, uh, then it starts to discern the secret of the, the people's heart. And then it starts to, uh, if you saw the Son of a Man which was in heaven, then I come back to the heaven, and the people could understand. Because those words is so, uh, so different from what they have always heard. And the similarity between his ministry and the other ministry become vast different now. There's no, you come to the point, there's no similarity anymore. When the similarity of these two ministry, his ministry and the low stage, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, when the difference becomes so vast, then the people, they must have rejected him. Because they cannot find the common ground. So that they can fellowship together. Because there's nothing in similarity that they can relate to themselves to. Why? Because the seed has to grow. So when the seed starts to grow, when it starts to ministry, the word to the people, so foreign to them, so different from their daily teaching and their doctrine, then those people who that used to follow him, they cannot follow him anymore. You're thinking about, isn't that the same happens that in the prophet's ministry? When he was, uh, when he was in the, the beginning, he was just uh, the healing, uh, uh, holding the people's hand and know what's happened to them and know what is uh, in their heart. People, they love it. They flock around it. Because there was a, in the Pentecostal, they're desiring for it, the same thing. When he was preaching, he was doing the evangelical and the preaching in the churches. And not to, he said, I respected the pulpit. And he was talking with the people. You see, I was translating the early age of the Brother Bramson's message. We're about to finish that. And then I saw them, how he was so polite and in them. And the, uh, um, uh, uh, work together 
uh, with our ambassador or whoever those other preachers that uh, are, that the Pentecostal around, and that work together to a uh, head of the healing campaign and everything. Everybody love them. But when they start to speak uh, the serpent seed, when it's the word start to grow, when the seed start to grow, when the child begin to grow, and the, the word starts to the pushing out out of him. Let him say things that were so foreign to those eight. So foreign to the churches. So foreign to the people's understanding. Then the separation started. And you watch the bride is the same way. When you're just as a little seed. And when you're just as a child. And... Uh, you're in your denomination, and you're, you're uh, you know, sometimes maybe your character was kind of a rough edge with the people. But as long as you stay in their system, you're okay with them. But then when a message come and start to smite you, and start to strike you, and to take you, uh, let you hurt into the word, then immediately the separation started. That the people cannot receive you anymore. It's not because your character. It's not because your personality. But because of the seed word that you ever received. I think Brother Thomas shared his testimony. He said, you know, he's a, uh, his parents think that we like you better before. And that before they don't, uh, they said, you know, why you do this or do that? But all of a sudden, they become acceptable. Why? Because they don't want the, the seed to start to grow. That is caused the separation. But whenever the seed starts to grow, when you receive it, it's not you try to separate, but your life has become so different. Because your life has been grow far from it, just a, as a little seed there. Now you become a mature. It's the maturity of the, the believer start to cause the separation. You start to separate it from the denomination. You separate yourself some of the, uh, unwillingly even from your parents from your family, and those separation continue on. It's not what we wanted, but if you receive the little word, that word will make you become a mature. It's the maturity of the believer start to get the separation, become a vast and vast different. So when people cannot find the similarity, then the rejection start to come. And so in the prophet's ministry that we have saw that. And the later, when a later, uh, well, on and on as his ministry just goes, when the seals is open, and when the word become more mature than ever, then we saw the denomination of the world completely rejected it here. But it has to take that rejection. Because without that rejection, the, the prophet will be still ministering that in the denomination realm. He's still ministering that in those churches. But because of the rejection, then the word of God that they cannot receive because the word has come to another maturity. But because they rejected him, not only rejected him, they rejected the word in that hour. When they reject that other word, they completely kick him out. They kick the who out? They kick the Jesus Christ out. They take the, the maturity of the word out. But because they rejected the word, but now the word can be free. 
is not bound by the denominational system anymore. It's not bound by the denominational creed, by the denominational doctrine. It's become a free word. And that word started to freely move among the individual people, started to smit them out, striking them out, taking them out of the denomination. And thinking about now the word is free. Now the word has a pulpit. Now the word has a pulpit that it preach whatever that it wants. Because in that system, no one can receive it. The system cannot receive it. But now, when a word was rejected, that word had become a free, become loose from the grip, from the doctrine, from the system of that denomination in the world. And now, the word can be freely preached to whatever that he wants and whatever the people that can receive him. Before, he doesn't, I'll say this, the Holy Ghost doesn't have his own pulpit. But now the Holy Ghost has his own pulpit. Before the Holy Ghost doesn't have his own church, the only one that in the Jeffersonville. But now the Holy Spirit was free. That it go to Africa, it go to Asia, go to China, go to South America. Holy Spirit now can freely move. It has to take that a rejection when the word comes to the maturity. And that rejection free up the word so that the word can freely move among these people. But Abraham said in the masterpiece, he said, but remember, he said, after the husk, I said, that's a street stage we're no off. There's nothing else left but a grain. He said, oh God. And then the grain is put out of all of it. Amen and amen. Seed words begin to form itself. So when a word becomes more mature, then the people cannot receive it. Then it started rejecting it. But they said that the seed word begins to form itself. So it's not a you try to form the word, but it's the seed word lazing you begin to form himself. And then he said, stand alone like the bridegroom, rejected of a man, despised and rejected of the churches. The bride stands that way. What is it? It's his masterpiece. Seed is the word that he can work through. Make manifest. Rejecting, so the stalk, the tussle, and the husk never become seed. No, but are all the time becoming more like the seed. But now at the harvest time, the seed is back to his original life. Back to the Bible. He said, uh, said Malachi 4 said that it will be brought that way. He said, oh my, it must have all. To be this way, it must have all of the word. That's what we're living. This is the stage that is not just lived by the partial word, but it must be lived by the whole word, the full word. And this is not the stage that is just like the seed, but this is a stage to become the full seed that was sold in. That's why the word is required as such dedication for us to be clinging to the word, but nothing else. 
It must be absolutely word upon word upon word. There's no human feeling. There's no human emotion. There's no human's idea in it. But it must be 100% the word of a God. Because this is the last stage. When a word grow, it must be grow back to its original seed. Is to receive all the word. And to live all the word. And to, like a Jesus, so that's supposed to grow. And the we grow too. Growing in wisdom, growing in discernment, growing in zeal, growing in a passion. And to this word, I'm burdened for my own soul. I'm burdened for your own soul. I'm burdened for my children's soul. And that is the state. It's the only take that a full, absolutely word can do that. And Brother Bremer said in a masterpiece, he said, uh, the seventh angel message, the whole word of a God will be made manifest. He said, there is only one thing. The harvest is here. She is a dead ripe. She is ready now for the coming. If that's in 1964, what about right now? If that time he already said that she's dead ripe, she's ready now for the coming. I will say the coming of the Lord has already fallen upon the bride. But this time is that God is going to take him away his bride. And in a masterpiece, he said that at the harvest time, the seed is back to its original condition. And it must have all of the word in order to be seed. He said that that's just... His, he said, now you can't have a half a seed. It won't grow. It's got to be the whole seed. It's got to not, uh, it's got not manifest. Say, I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I believe in speaking in tongues. He said, that's just part of the seed. But now there is added to that. Hallelujah. See, the life, not the gifts, the life of the gift. This is the stage that the life has to be manifested. This is a stage that the life must come to its fullness. And that the masterpiece that he continued to see, he said, all true life that was in the stock, tussle, and a husk is now gathering in the seed. He said, ready for the resurrection. And ready for the harvest. When I think about us, Lord, what a time that we're living in. No wonder God ascended at a message in such a strength and in such a force. Because this is at a time, we know this is the most of the evil time. But he said that this is also the most of the glorious time. It's the golden age. This is the age that is the rapture is going to happen. This is the age that are the golden straight, that the new heaven and new earth is not just a thousand years as of the way, but it's just right in front of our eyes. It's going to happen soon. And that's why in this time that God sent it in a message like what we have. For what? It's not for the, just in the kindergarten stage. It's not just for the seed stage. But seed has to grow. The child has to grow. It's coming to it as a full manifestation grade. So when the child starts to grow, it started from the little seed to the child, then the coming force, and then it started to grow into the adults, and then the child goes through all stage of life. But it's the last stage that uh, we said the, the book of Genesis said 
It's that a woman's seed is going to bruise at a serpent's head. And then at the final stage, and if we look at the, the Jesus, the final stage, it doesn't look like that it was the most glorious stage. And it was a rejected. And it was a spit on the people, uh, people spit on, the, on his face. And it was a nailed on on the cross. And it was a striking. And it was a rejected by the people. It seems like at that stage, it's the most, uh, it's the weakest stage. It's at a stage that it was, uh, looks like his ministry is gone. But it's in low stage, in that stage, that God used that uh, this son of a man, when he was on the cross, seems like rejected by man and even forsaken by God. But in that stage, God used that to bruise the serpent's head. And you think it is that a mother, as a sheep's giving the birth to a child, and it's nothing in the mother's of the prime to give it a birth of a child. It's not that when the mother was a strong and everything give a birth of a child. It's the mother when she goes through travail time that it give a birth to a child. And that in the most painful time, and sometimes that the mother, and the, during that the travail, that she lost her strength. But though she lost her strength, and, but it's the, it's the seed that it comes to the maturity that it pushes its way out. It's not that the mothers try to push the children out. It's that the seed has its power. It's that the child has its drive that is in there. He comes to the point he or she must coming out. So in order to give it a birth, it must have gone through the travailing time. And the mother, when she was in a travail, then the life come out of her. And it is a believer, when they're going through the travailing time, that's the life was born out of him. The young man's they're going through the travailing time. They need to be born again. The old man is going to through the travailing time because they're ready to step out of this corruptible body and are going into the incorruptible body. You find out that a believer's journey is always a struggle. Believer's journey is always a travailing. And the brother, brother Ed at the one time speaking about the travailing and the same word that from the old English, travel. And I was so blessed that years ago when he was speaking about that and the travailing actually is a travel. But is it a travel of the hardship? Is it a travel, the journey of a difficulty? Is it a travel of a struggling? And the one is the travel, but after the struggle, the joy starts coming forth. Is it after the travel of the long journey and the hard journey, then the life starts to burst. But you must be going through that struggle time. You must be going through that striking time. The masterpiece, it can only be a masterpiece when it's become a finished product, but it needs that strike. And when that strike to the finished product to make him a masterpiece. But strike only come when the product is finished. If the product is not finished, the strike won't come. We'll be keep polishing. 
we'll keep it chiseling. But when it comes to the finished product, when God saw that of the whole thing, that in this Son of a Man, in Jesus Christ, everything that is alive is fulfilling the Scripture, fulfilling the Scripture. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he said, not my will, but your will be done, Lord, then the struck had come. Because this is a finished product. And for the believer, it's the same thing. And for the prophet, when he was to preach the word from the seed farmer, from a little child, everybody receiving him. But when a child starts to grow, when a seed becomes, starts to manifest, when it comes to a certain age, then everyone rejected. And then he starts to bring the word. He be faithful. He's faithful to his calling. He's faithful to the word, to the message that the Lord had given it to him. And day by day, day in and day out, when he showed himself as a faithful, then the rejection come. Then the strike come. Why? Because the product is finished. There's a man that God can use, can use him to bring the message to the people. And that the bride of Jesus Christ is the same way. He goes through trial after trial, rejection after rejection. But a rejection is to show you become a final age in that a final time that now you are a finished product. Because the child has been growing. And when we come to the final time, you'll find out in the last stage, when it's growing, as I said, it was going through this as a weakness. And it was going through this as a struggle, the burst pen, the travailing time. And to the Jesus won through, that the prophet's ministry has to the one through. And to the bride of Jesus Christ has to the one through too. But it takes it a different attitude for the person. When they realize that, it takes a different attitude of that person to really know what has happened and have the right attitude towards the word of God. And in that stage, then when the strike comes, it shows this is the masterpiece that I don't want. And then when Jesus, when he comes to, he's the last stage. When a woman's seed has been started to grow and come to the final stage. And he went through his childhood, his ministry in the beginning. And when he's come to the last stage, we find out that Jesus Christ needs to be sacrificed. And it's in this last stage, he become the atonement and need to be striking, to be nailed on the cross, to shed the blood, to atone for the sin of the world. And Jesus, in this last stage, and the word uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 22, and Jesus, and I said unto them with desire, I have a desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Let's look at what is this a desire is. The desire is coming from the root word, is a passion. And uh, also means angry, means a heat. It was an anger frothing, boiling up, and it soon be subsiding. And then again, it means a glow, it's our door, the wine of a passion. 
inflaming wine, which either drives the drinker mad or kills him with his deadly heat. This is the desire that Jesus had. When he come to the final stage of his life, instead of a whipping, crying, instead of a try to run another way, but he had a desire. He said, I have a desire to eat this Passover with you that before I suffer. And he said, for I say it unto you, I will not anymore eat therefore until you be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he had a, such a desire that going through this, and this desire that it ended the final stage of his life, and that he was a desired to be stricken. He was a desired to become a Passover lamb. He knew what is going to meet him, but he has that other desire to eat this Passover. And he himself is that a Passover lamb. And in this desire, it was like a, it's a, uh, like I just read, it was like an inflaming wine. And it drives to him, drives to the drinker almost mad or kills him. And it was a deadly heat. I'm thinking, what kind of a desire is that? If that's his desire, that should be our desire. If he has that desire to eat that Passover before he's a sufferer, before he become a sacrifice, that should be the prize's desire. Because of, this is the final product. This is the masterpiece. And it needs to be striking. But in order for him to go through that, he has that desire to go through. And the bride of Jesus Christ, they must have that desire to go through that too. So you find out that when the Holy Spirit is come, it's not just making a person to be excited. And it's not like just giving them a stimulation. Though there is a desire, a desire, it was like an inflaming wine. But it's that desire is to be striking. That desire is to go through the travail. It's going through this struggle in the time. And now to be offered. And he prepared himself as a body so that God can use him to bruise the serpents ahead. And it is the same desire that in the bride of Jesus Christ, when God gives us the word, when we receive it and we believe it, when we become a mature and more mature, it's not just we're excited or we're stimulated, but we have a desire, Lord, I offer my body up. You prepare this body for a moment like this. You prepare this one that are coming to the final stage so that I can be striking, so that I can offer myself. Lord, work on me. Let my life become an influence to other people. Let my life become an atonement for my children. Let my prayer, let my burden, let me draw coming into the stage. Then I can be a positive influence. It can be an influence to all the people that are around me. It's not just going to the community, not just to believe a social gospel, not just having a singing, not just having a rejoicing, not just having an excitement, but going through the time that Jesus had. I offer my body, but I'm desiring to embrace this cross. 
I'm desiring to embrace this burden. This burden's not a crushing me, but it's a burden I've been desiring for. I've been praying for, but now I see the light start to coming. I see the scripture start to fulfilling. The woman's seed has been laying there thousands of a year, but now come to the last stage. That woman's seed has come to the maturity and need to be strike. And then that woman's seed will bruise the serpent's head. He had a desire to go through that. And in the first Corinthians, chapter 5, that's a very familiar scripture that we read, and I think many ministers have been preaching on that too. It said, Purge it out, therefore, though leaven, that ye may be new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. And then he said, Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of a malice and the wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Sincerity and the truth. Or we can put it, must be sincere to the truth. You cannot just have a truth without a sincerity. And you cannot just have a sincerity and doesn't know the truth. The two coming together, it become a power. If they just didn't know the truth without a sincerity, they just dilly-dilly, dilly-turry, just go through the church, well, that's all right, I possess the truth. You're going to miss the rapture. But if you just have the sincerity without the truth, you can be sincerely, sincere as you can be, but you can be sincerely wrong. It must be the two come all together, then he created the power. Because to keep this feast, it must have these two together. Keep what feast? The Passover. You might, he said that the Christ, our Passover, is already sacrificed to the forward us. Your eye must be looked to that. You must be sincere to that Passover lamb. You must have the, the lamb, the, the Passover. That is the truth that you need to be sincere to the two. Your whole being must be on that. So the last stage of the believer is need to be fully manifested the life of a God. And that desire that a Jesus Christ to have, it must be transformed or transferred to the bride. That we must have the same desire, the same passion, just like what he had. And when a woman's seed was to come to the maturity, and then he come to the final stage, he got a passion that he to be offered, to die, and to die himself so that the seed can be multiplied. And it's the woman's seed that he come to this last stage that bruised the serpent's head. He also takes the believers, when we begin to grow, then we not only just into the seed form, but we more and start to grow and grow and then coming to our adults, to the maturity. And then that woman's seed in you will bruise the serpent's head. 
And when Jesus was offered, and it was nailed on the cross, and he was going through it, it's the final, the striking. If I would say the serpent is a bruised, his heel. But uh, how wonderful that is. Though the serpent's a bruised, it is his heel. Put him on the cross. But it's the blood that was a flow through the wound. And that blood has taken away all the sin of the world. Or I would say it is the blood that was a flow from the wound has a bruise the serpent's head. And it gave him the final and fatal blow. That he has no power to over the people anymore. Sin shall not have a dominion over you. Because the woman's seed, though it is a heel was a bruise, though there's a wound, but the blood flow from that. By the striking, God allowed the striking to come. And by that striking, when the wound, the, the blood was flowing out, then he gave the Satan the final blow. And you find that the believer is in the same way. And sometimes we're going through the blowing time, the striking time. And it seems like the things that are in our life, and that was, we don't even understand why those things is coming. And you're going through, it's like the serpent, how he bruised the heel of, uh, of the woman's seed. But the serpent is a bruise, your heel too. And he wounded you, and he hurted you. But it, because in that hurt, in that wound, there's a life will flow in and out. Your attitude towards the things that you're going through. And that's a life that is flowing out. And it's a life when you're in the hurt, in the wound, and in the struggle, and in the things that come upon you. But your attitude shows what life that is in you, and how you treated that, and that life flowing out, it will blow the serpent's head. When you're going through the trial, you've been wounded, been hurted. But it's in that wound, in that striking, then the life started speaking it out. When you were in that wound by cancer, your body was a wound maybe by the blindness, by the different sickness that are among you, but your attitude towards the word of God, though that in that sickness, in that weak moment, that you said, by this stripe, I am healed. That is the mature believer. And when you go into the trial, in the difficulty, when you see your family is to become a wayward, your children become a wayward. But in that time, though you've been wounded, though you've been hurted, it seems like there's no end to the tunnel. But inside of the inside, you're crying out, Lord, your word is never go wrong. That life that was flowing out from the wound, it would bruise the serpent's head. And in a masterpiece, but Abraham said to the word, 
living and in action. The Bible bride. Not some man-made bride. The Bible bride. Uh, bride. Smitten and afflicted of God. No beauty we should desire her. But yet we did esteem her. Smitten and afflicted of God. The smitten and the afflict of God. We're thinking, how can God and smit and afflict us? But God allowed that to happen. He allowed the troubles to come. He allowed that the things that you never expected in your life will come upon you. He allowed that the weakness. Sometimes we feel that we're in the deep trench. And it seems like we'll never get out of it. But he allowed those things to happen. Because the bride has to be smitten just as her Lord has been smitten. It's not only in our glorious time when we're facing the wonderful uh, testimony and, and everything and we believe, oh, God is in us, God is in us. But when the striking come, God is still in us. He's still in every stage of our life. Even in the smitten, in that affliction, that still has the tender hand of Jehovah in there. And to be honest, actually, that's the most precious time. Because he won't do that to a half-finished product. He let it turn up to the heat, then the devil to come, because you are that finished product. He wouldn't in the Job when it was the teenager time, he let those things happen to him. He doesn't let a Job when even in the middle age time that those things had happened. He waited until Job come to the point that he said, have you seen my servant Job? There's no man on earth like him. This is my final product. This is my masterpiece. Satan, go there to give him a strike. So that it prove my word still to the truth. When you go through the rough time, when you go through it at the time, you don't know where the answer is. That's the God release the Satan that go there to try them, to strike at them. But he's a finished product. <laughs> it's the God's life that in every stage of the believer's life. Though the stage, every stage, God love it, but how much more when Jesus said, I desire to eat that Passover. He come to the final age. I wonder if we can say, I desire to be offering my body up to the Lord. I desire to dedicate my being. Not just in the kindergarten age, I passed out of age. Not just in the age and about the Herod and the stress and the this. I passed that age. But Lord, I'm coming to the final age. Offer me up as a sacrifice. Sacrifice is not a wanted, but a body thou hast prepared it for me. To do his will according to the volume of the book. But Abraham said, as she stands alone, she is a smitten. From all the denominations, according to Revelation 3, she's smitten out of the Laodicean churches that she was erased at that pen. The church was erased up in the Laodicean church age. You know, whenever you got a smitten, you'll find out in the last stage of a believer is the most lonely age. It's the most lonely stage. Your friends were getting uh, lesser and lesser. The praising of the, the people 
become a lesser and a lesser. It's not because that you try to be a unique. It's a seed to grow. It's the child to start to grow. In the present stage of my ministry, Brother Brandon said, how I think of that. How a servant that will stand true to the word. Sooner or later, just remember the people are going to forsake him. And we want to strike that just for a minute that I won't help you too long. And I won't keep you too long either. Because I want you to hear it in the morning. Always one God's servant to stand true to the word. All forsaking him. He said, any time in the Bible or in history that when a man stayed true, no matter how popular he was, when he stayed true to the word, the time come when a religious world forsaking him and cut him off. And every man, every saint, every prophet, every true servant of God that stayed with the word was forsaken by the ecclesiastical thing and cast it down. There is no Exemptions is here. If you want to follow the Lord, it's going to be a lonely, long walk with Him. He only wanted the people to walk along. There is no uh, mobility. Anyway. It's not a group revelation. It's an individual revelation. It's not a this is, my, uh, this is my, my sect. This is my group of the people. As long as they follow God, I will follow them. No such a thing. Is it an individual affair? It's not even your husband. It's not even your wife. It's not even your mom. It's not even your dad. It's you yourself. It's always an individual revelation. Brother Branham said that God said to me, if you, if you want to, Lord said to the prophet, if you want to walk with me, you must be walk along. Even that a prophet, the Lord has said, you walk with too many people. And he separated him. I'm not trying to say that you separated just purposely. The word is in you will cause it as a separation. But that's a strike. That means that you're going to finish the products. When you're going to finish the product, when that strike comes, and that shows there's something that's in you, the word has already grown into the maturity. We're living in the most lukewarm age. And this is the age that is the most deceiving age. And when the devil comes, he's not only just come as a, as a demon, uh, ugly demons right in front of you. It was a many areas you will find out it become a gray area. And it was to try to strike you by deceiveness. And as I said, when there's a many similarity that in... Uh, when, when it was a seed. But when it's coming to the late stage, the difference has become uh, vast. There's a many similarities if you just go to the church. Because there is a many church. And there's a, even there's a many message church. There's a many similarities is in there. But if you are a true seed of a God, if you have a grow, you will find out even in that realm started as a separation. Because you become a mature you have the way more things that God wants you to have. 
It's not into something that we, we just come to, to the church where the people get together, have the, the fellowship, and, you know, have this program, have that program, and the 12 step to this, the 12 step to that. And one day, Mr. Megan was laughing. One day there was, a, uh, there, there was a one man that came in over to the church over here. I don't know what denomination he belongs to. Or, uh, and it was a nice, a nice man. He came over to Sister Megan said, um, uh, Sister Megan, you know, I have a program and I want to present it to you, uh, to the church. May I talk to some minister? Sister Megan said, well, don't waste our time. We're, we're not interested. He said, oh, please, uh, just let me talk to some ministers. I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to present this program. He said, you know, I just don't want you to waste our time. He said, well, okay, Brother Murphy's here. Do you want to see him? Said, yeah. So then the man came in. I'm very polite. I shake his hands and there's everything. And he said, you know, I had a program. It's called a 12-step to, uh, what is that, alcoholic or, you know, try to uh, cut a drinking or something. 12-step to, um, uh, to quit drinking, 12-step to quit drugging and all those things. I was uh, listening, I was listening. And I said, uh, I said uh, uh, sorry, sir. I said, uh, you said uh, how many steps? <laughs> and he said, uh, 12 steps. I said, I said, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I only got a one step. <laughs> when I have a one step, why I need your 12 step? He said, what is that one step? You're way advanced than me. I said, that one step, put them into the church. Let me hear the word. Be born again. Born from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And all the 12 step, it will be nothing. And he will quit his drink. He will quit his drug. He will quit all of that. Is that a 12-step this, a 12-step that? You needed a one-step. Then he said, well, if that one-step fail, you can still have my 12-step. I said, if that one-step fail, your 12-step for sure will fail. Sometimes we have too many steps. We have these steps too. Just shut my mouth. <laughs> we have this step to the marriage. We have this step for de- uh, depression. We have this step. How many steps is this? How many steps is that? You need to do this step. Step one, step two, step three to be a good father. You need to step, 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 step all step. Give them the word. Yeah. Give them the message of this hour. That one step will send them from here to heavenly realm. I'm not against all those steps. If that's all you have, go for it. Does doctor help people? Sure. Does medicine help people? Sure. It's the same application. If there's anything can help a people, go ahead. But as far as me and my family, we want that one step. Because I know that one step will work. I know that a one step will cut my drinking away, cut my smoking away, cut my video game away. He said, Brother Murphy, you do that? Yeah. When I was before, it was just in my early age, just as I can start to come into another message. Those things, those things are the demon. I know it's the demon. And you can't get rid of it. You want to cut your hands almost. Why you have to play that? Why you have to play that? In those days, it's not like what you were playing. 
In those days, it's just the same city. Nobody know? All holy angels here, I know. You go, I don't even know what now they have. In those days, the same side of innocent, but inside of the inside, you know it's wrong. How can it be right when you spend four or five hours on that stupid game? How can it be right that you only spend out a few minutes in the Word, try to satisfy your religious mood, try to satisfy your religious duty, and then spend an hour and say, well, no problem. I, I spent about five minutes in the Scripture at the end of the message. How can you satisfy that? But you know what? It doesn't take 12 steps. There's no preacher trying to say me to again, so you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. When I start to go into the Word, when I start to see that, and that is wrong. When I know that there was something that was a seed at the inside of it, and I said, a craving. That seed at the inside of me craving the Word. Not craving the game, not craving the career, not craving the money, not craving those things. But though I don't have a power to do that, but that seed got enough of power. And that seed loved the word of God and try to feed on the word of God. And that seed start to overcoming. That seed start to overcoming. And it went into the final, come to the last stage of it. And that seed in the inside of me bursted it open. That desire for the video game, that desire for the drink, that desire for the, for the drug, for all of those things. That seed has a power. When it comes to the, the final, last stage, that seed will make your body die. Will make your desire die. As Jesus said, I desire to eat that and pass it over. And I cry to that and pass over lamb. Lord, I'm sincere. Now I know the truth. But give me that desire. So that I will get rid of all those things that are not pleasing you. You know what? God hear that. When that desire, he transferred it into you. And God hear your cry. And you're thinking about the devil. And then the Bible called him as a serpent. That had a bruise to the heel of the woman's seed. And I'll say... That demon's still bruising. He was a demon. He was a bruising, not your fatal part, but it's on her heel. He was a going to bite you here and bite you there, and to that to the poison, and start to slow release that into your body, and then eventually completely controls you. And he bites our young people, and he bites our older people. And it bites everyone that he can bite too. Sometimes it bites your marriage life. And sometimes it bites your, bite your own child. And time after time. And sometimes it bites your body. Like cancer started taking over you. You know, I'm just thinking of the... You forgive me, sometimes I'm just thinking, I know I'm thinking strange. And Brother Ed said uh, uh, one time to me, he said, the way that you bring to the word is like a, uh, it's like a Chinese way. I, I just can't help it, that's my thinking. I, I'm not thinking of the Western, Western thoughts. 
I still make all my notes in Chinese. I, 20 some years, I cannot change that. I hate myself. <laughs> that doesn't take revelation. You know, sometime I was just thinking, and when Christmas has come, I was uh, thinking about our people. I was thinking about some of our people, parents, especially some of them, their children, they're not in there ought to be. They haven't believed. They're in the world. I was thinking how broken heart that mom is. When his son come home, when his daughter come home, and she has to be pretend to be happy. Yes, she is happy. Because children come home. But when you see her children wearing a miniskirt in such a cold winter time, how can you be happy? When you see your sons and with a, there was no happiness, no joy, it was just a scar all over him. How can you, how can you have a joy? Maybe you are, I don't know. But in my mind, I was just thinking, how many parents look at their children in the Christmas time, on the table, how much force they have to use to let them not to ruin the party. Not to, uh, a dad has to not to say something uh, too, brown, um, um, too rough and uh, to them. They have to, uh, they have the tolerance of the, the way they're doing this and they're doing that. Though they don't agree, but uh, I just don't want to offend them. They're coming, you're, you're like walking on the, on the thin ice. Am I speaking to somebody? And sometimes you're in the heart of the heart. You almost feel the, I'm thinking that almost the heart was broken to see, the, to see their children, their loved ones. Then I'm thinking about, but there is a voice coming from the wound. Because there is a blood that coming from the wound. And in that blood, there is still the voice that can speak of better things. Though on that outer surface, they might have to put on the facade and try to and to go with the flow with their children or with the loved ones and the different things. Not only this, you can apply to many things that are in their life. But you see, maybe your voice is not speaking so much. But there's a, when there's an inside of an inside, if there's a sea life in there, when you're coming to the stage, when, the, when you saw your children was not in that ought to be, and then you have to also almost feel like you try to compromise, but you're not a compromise. And you try to not say certain things to them, but you are that in the heart of the heart, you're burdened for them. But I would say there's a life that's living in there. Though there's a wound, but it's in those type of a wound. It's like a serpent was biting you because he know your weakness. He know how to nagging on you to make you hurt. He know how to let the loved one to say certain things. It's just nagging on you. And he know how to he find. You think about it. Satan has studied a human being for 6,000 years. Is there any type of person he haven't seen? He knows everyone. 
And he knew exactly which shelf you go into. He knew exactly which category he will slaughter you into. And he'd been, he been dealing with those people years, thousands of years. So come to you. He's very skillful to how to make you cry. To how to make you. At the backyard, who said that? At the backyard, he's tempting you and come to the front. He said, why'd you do it? He knows exactly where your weakness is. But God allowed him to do that. Because you are a finished final product. Because you have a coming to the last stage of your maturity life. It cannot be just a seed form anymore. The child has to grow. It comes to the last stage. It must have bruised the serpent's head. But with the wounds of the heel. He bites your heel. He bites that. But in that wound... That in the heart of a heart, there's still a voice, cannot be heard by your son, cannot be heard by your daughter, but can be heard by God. I will save your children. Believe on to Lord Jesus Christ. You and your house shall be saved. No matter how wounded that is, no matter how bite the serpent has is a bite, but there's a voice inside of the blood still crying out. So Lord, forgive them. As Job make them a sacrifice, even though he doesn't see them, their children, but he knows the Lord is just a part of adventure. If they do anything wrong, he put that sacrifice. But Abraham said, that sacrifice host, that token host, every one of their children is on the, in the heavenly place. Not one of them are lost. You remember Brother Bram said in the chapter, in Revelation chapter 5, he saw the vision. And uh, there, was a, there was a snake and a serpent that was a yellow and a black. It's uh, telling him right along. And then that serpent uh, struck uh, Brother Branham. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I think it used to be called a Bruce the Serpent. But then it will, it will be uh, change the title to Revelation chapter 5. One, because those people there, uh, they worship uh, the uh, Brother Branham and the baptized in his name and things that said he's a Messiah and everything that. You know, the serpent always tried to bite. And that is his nature. No matter how lovely, how beautiful he looks as like, but it was his nature is to bite you. And he will bite you one way or another. And he, because he knows what your weakness it is. And then he will use your weakness and to bite you and to get to the poison and into you. And that's why if we're not to be careful to cover our weakness, you let him keep on biting you. Though it is not a fatal blow, but that weakness will eventually lead you to the spiritual death. And then in this part here, he said that there was a black and a, black and a yellow, the serpent was a bite on him. But he said, but the blood was so rich. And it didn't take an effect on me. You can't stop the serpent to bite you because that's his nature. And he got his buffet, he got the blow to come. But there is a rich blood that is inside of you, just like inside the prophet, and the bite won't take effect. 
It may hurt you. It may wound you. It may bruise your heel, but you will bruise his head. Years ago, I, I don't even know if this is true or not, I was read on an article. It said, I think it's in India or in China, I forgot. In there, there's two countries. There is a person who was a drunk, and he was an a alcoholic to the core. And he, he drank, drank. He was, got so drunk one night, he had to walk on the field, and he was a bite uh, by, a, by a snake. It was a poison snake. And when the snake was a, a, bite, a bite him, but the interesting thing is, instead of the, he died, the snake died. <laughs> well, later they find out what's happened because he drinks so much alcohol and his whole bloodstream was full of alcohol. <laughs> and that serpent, when it bite him, and the serpent died. I was thinking about, that's true. You just fill with the stimulation of a revelation. You just let your blood be filled with the word of God. Let your blood be so rich. And when that serpent bites, though you cannot stop him and wound you, though you cannot stop him to bruise you, but they won't take effect on you because there's a rich blood living in there. I'm not trying to teach you to drink, but just. <laughs> There's nothing better than the word of God. Amen. When you got the Holy Ghost to drink, and it will fill you to the core. Amen. No matter what try to affect you, nothing going to take effect on you. Amen. But Abraham said, he cares, do you care? I'm trying to ripen it up here. He said, you care enough to be sincere. For he has proven by his vindicated word that he cares. He promised to send it. He's done it. He said, he cared enough to conquer every enemy for you. That all you have to do, all you have to do is to be sincere and believe it. It doesn't, as I said, it doesn't take 12 steps. One step. If you ever missed the service, go back to about a three weeks ago. Brother Tim preached about only belief. That is a masterpiece of the message. If you ever have a doubt or everything, go back to that in the message. God doesn't require anything. Sincere and believe it. Lord, I don't care how, bite, how many bites there's on me. I believe your word. Lord, I don't care what's going to happen. That's in my life. There's a weakness to this. I stumble. I, I believe your word. That's the only thing that God will require you to do. You'll never stumble too far from the grace of a God. You are the seed of a God. No matter how weak that you think you are, no matter how fragile that you think you are, but you're still the seed of a God. Because only the seed of a God will believe the word of a God and continue in believing it. He said he conquered death. Death and nothing for me to conquer. It's already conquered. Do you believe it? Do you sincerely believe it? That you conquered death. Because he has conquered death. And you are part of him. He smites you out of the denomination. But Brother Brandon said he stuck you back to the original body of Jesus Christ. It's already conquered. Sickness and for me to conquer. And for 
Christ to conquer is already conquered. I just have to carry enough to believe it. Are you afraid of what somebody else has told you? Are you afraid of the doctor's diagnosis? Are you afraid of what the church will say to you? Are you afraid of the stand here toe to toe to the devil say, I have confessed my sins. I have laid aside everything. I will believe every word. Here I am, Lord, created in me a care. If I can say, created in me a desire, Lord. You care for me and I care for you. You just be sincere and believe everything that he said. What is the requirement to be sincere to keep the feast? What? The Passover. Look over to him. That's only required two things, the sincerity and the truth. When we talk about a sincerity, sincerity doesn't mean just you're honest or you're doing this. In an original word, in an original word, a sincerity, that means it was derived uh, from the custom to judging the purity of a liquid or the texture of a clothes by holding them between the eye and the sun. Sincerity, that means that they have a, if they have a clothes. And in order for them to do a test, to check, they put between their eye and the sun. They unfold the clothes. The reason is because if you just see it, put it down here, you can't see if there's any defect on it. But if you put it and take it up, look into the sun, and then you know, the sunlight will shine through, will show if there's any holes that are in the garment. So the sincerity is means to unfold the cloth right before the sunlight and let the sun to judge what is inside or is there any hole that in that clothes. And I'll say, there are many holes in this garment. There are many holes in my body. And when the sun of the light starts to shine, you find out all kinds of holes that in this body. But I'm not looking at this one. I'm looking at the sun that he provides the clothes to me. My righteousness is not the ability to think that I do. When I realize I have a host that in my life, then he provided the clothes to me, and then there's no host that in that clothes. I'll say there's no host in that blood. Every sin that he will filter it out. Every attack of a Satan, the accuser that from the devil, when he hit it in the blood bumper, he will be bumping in the back. Because in that blood, there's no hole in it. The sunlight has a shine through that find no fault that in that garment, that is Jesus Christ. If we just find ourselves, we have many holes that are in us. But we're not looking at ourselves. He said to keep the feast with the sincerity and the truth. Because our Passover, but Jesus Christ has been sacrificed for us. He's the one has goes through to the test and has been goes through the struggle, has goes through the, the, the final the, the, the blow, the test of the Satan, and to find out there's no fault in him. 
And then he said to the one, there's no hole that in that blood. And then the John 3, 19 said, and this is the condemnation. The light is coming into the world. And man loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light. Lest his deed shall be reproved. But he that does truth come to the light. You want to do the truth? Then come to the light. When you come to the light, no matter how many holes in your garment, and he said that his deed may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. We're not wrought in our own deed, but we're wrought in his deed. Because in him, there's no hopes. Let me just conclude it here. Sorry, just give me a few minutes here. I think it's, uh, we've been hearing this uh, testimony that the Brother Bram has speaking of it for several times. It talked about that a man who cursed the God. You remember that, uh, I think Brother Tim... Uh, uh, but Ed has uh, preached it on that. Let's just uh, look at this a little bit from another angle. And Brother Bramber talked about this person. And he said, uh, he come into the, the prayer line. He said, when you confess your faith in Christ, to believe now with all your heart, do you? He said, you do. With all your heart. He said, and you have no doubt but what is the spirit that is in here now, is here now. That's even on you now. It's no doubt but what it is the Spirit of God. It could not be any psychological effect. It's just the Spirit of God. He said, you believe it with all your heart? He said, you just, uh, he said, you live close, do you? In this city here. I would say, I want you just look. He said, yes, sir, brother. He said, you have a trouble with arthritis. We can see this man start to coming in front of the light. And the light was sort of show through everything that in this person's life. He said, it's what bothers you. Isn't that right? I see the way you get around. I want you just to look this way. And be just as sincere as you can. He said, life hasn't been a flower bed of ease for you. He said, has it, brother? Had lots of sorrow, lots of trouble. He said, you're in trouble right now. He said, at one time, you wouldn't have come in this prayer line. He said, you was an unbeliever once, very much critical of a religion. Isn't that right? He said, you'd done a great thing along that time too, something that hurt you. He said, I believe you rebuke to God, or you curse that of God. I don't think any man here has went through what this man has went through. And there's a, no man has been come like what this man has cursed to God. And he said, or something, or done something wrong, or didn't you do it? How would you think, brother, by the Spirit of God? Is that a tract concerning it? This man even write a track. Said, oh, is there a God? 
I said, I curse to him. This hurt him really bad. He said, and now concerning that, it harmed you. He said, now being that you had had a, that on track, then look this way. Believe with all your heart, you dearly paid for that, brother. You have a lot of trouble now. You're nervous. You have a lot of home troubles. Home troubles too, don't you? Domestic trouble with your own home. Is that right? Will you believe me as God's servant? Is all right for me to speak what the Lord says? You've had other troubles too, aren't you? You have a sexual troubles. Is that right? Sexual. Syphilis. You understand what I mean? Nobody but God alone know that, brother, than you. Is that right? He said, you believe it with all your heart now, brother? He said, let me have your hand. If we look at this man, this man's life has come before the light. And the lights shine through and find full of hosts that ends his life. But you know, God is rich in mercy. No matter how many holes this man has been in, but there is, he coming to the light. You know, the light has discerned the sin that he has made. The light has known that this man has cursed the God, has a sexual problem, even got a syphilis, and has a nervousness, has arthritis, right on track, has done everything under the sun, if we can say that. That against the God with everything that is in him. But God is still reaching mercy. Because when a person comes to the light, if they with a sincere heart, the light is not only discern the secret sin. The light not only shines through to find out holes in the person's life, the light even shines deeper to the soul realm. When a person comes before the Lord, it's not to try, if they don't try to hide anything, they just come with a sincere heart to, to believe Him. Though everything that in their life that it seems like has been bothered them or hurt them or harmed them or wounded them, but when the light shines deeper, deeper into the soul realm, and then Brother Brahma said, He prayed. He said, it's a poor old brother having run and slip away to get you the service. But loves you in his heart. This man probably doesn't even know he has that love. How can he have a love? All that around him, I believe that this whole thing, her heart was wrapped with regret, with sorrow, with self-blaming. With a, with a sorry, with everything, with the sadness, it was all ripened up. But thank God, yeah. that light shines through all of that to reveal that in his heart that he loves the Lord. So if a person that with a sincere heart, when he comes before the Lord, no matter how many holes that are in their life, even like this is a man did. But if they confess to the truth, 
If they be sincere, they keep the feast and they look to the Passover. To keep the feast with the sincerity and the truth. When they come before the truth, the truth will shine through that is the whole life. And it revealed that in your heart, there is a still has a love that to this Lord. This man come to find the cure. And try to find an answer. Because he's not come to criticize. But he's asking for forgiveness. He's asking for mercy. If there is anyone for him. And then God will look beyond. All it is a past. All it is a failure. Even it's a curse to God. But Saul, that deep down in her heart, or in his heart, there is a desire in it. If I would say mercy, walk it in. Yeah. When the light shines through, all the holes of his life, his filth, his curse, his social disease, his attraction that I hear right, but it reveal there is a little seed that in that man's heart. The woman's seed still lays it in there. Though it hasn't been fully manifested, but that's still that woman's seed. And the body shines through. And though this man was hurt, this man was wounded, this man was one through all the things, oh, damage to himself. But you know, that wound, that damage, drive him and to come to the prayer line. That wound, that damage, that heart, that hurt, that it drive into him. Brother Bram, he run and slip out of the way and try to get to the service. It's that wound that it shows that in this man, in his heart, and when he come to the truth, there's a love that he had for God. When his life was unfolded under the light, the light has not only revealed his secret sin, but above that, the light revealed there's a desire that in this man's soul. And from that time on, then the prophet, that is the Malachi 4, can turn his heart around. Because only this Malachi 4 has the ability. Because he that God gives in the ministry, they can turn the heart of the children back to the father. And then the prophet said, he said, God, make a way for him. Granted, Lord, he's in trouble. You said that you would be near to those who are in need. God, bless my brother now as I bless him in thy name. May all this trouble clear it up like a cloud living from before the sun. And may he be healed tonight of his arthritis. I believe the sun has just shined through him. I find that the love that in his immense heart. And then the, the prophet, as a son of a man, to reveal this son of a man, he started to the work. And he pray. He said, all these other troubles, O Lord, and be made new and whole again in the name of Jesus Christ. That the son of a God, I ask it. Amen. He said, look here, brother. Let me see you again. You feel that you are healed, don't you? You are healed, my brother. God bless you. And go on your way, rejoice. And all your troubles are going to clear it up now and be all right. And God bless you. 
He said, can I have this? Thank you, God. Who I stand before now, I got a track in here. Is, that a, is there a God? I cursed him. That man has that track that in him and that a prophet and I asked him to give that a try. The discernment that the Lord led the light to shine through, to know what is this man went through. But the light is all, also shine through to the darkest, deepest of the, his soul to find that there is a love that is in this man's heart. If you're honest, if you have a desire that in your heart, no matter what station, no, no matter what stage that you are in. You said, oh, I'm not like that, God, uh, like that person. I never curse God. I never do, a, do a, like what is this man do. But don't forget, the serpent still bites. And he bites. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's the things that's a little. Let a musician come. Sometimes we might not even think, oh, what's wrong with that? It was just something that was, uh, that was so insignificant. But still, that serpent, they can bite and bite and bite. Like what this man has went through. That he was going through it all his life. I'm sure the serpent has to bite this man time after time after time. Until he come to another point And he said, I curse God. But you know what? There's a still, there's a little love that laid in this man's heart. As everyone, we bow our head. I wonder if there's any man or any woman or any boy or any girl here. Have you ever been bite by this serpent? Is there anything that in your life that is through the preaching of the word that God has appointing it to you? Said that that's not what I wanted to be in your life. Have you given your whole life has been dedicated to the Lord. Is there anything that hinders that your walk that is to the Lord? You said maybe you are not as bad as it is as man goes, but that serpent still can bite you, can still put that other poison in you. If you don't have that other rich blood that flow through that in your body, and you can be poisoned. I wonder if you can raise up your hand or stand that up or whatever that in your pew. If that's to fit you and you want to say, Lord, I know the serpent has to bite me. I know there's something that in my life that I need to be dealt with. Lord, in my own life, I couldn't do this. But Lord, let the light shine through. I'm sincere, Lord. I know the truth, and now I'm sincere. I'm sincere to your word. Lord, let my sincerity be in my clothes that uh, put it between me and the sun. Let the sun shine through. Lord, I saw my life as full of a host. But Lord, and also in my heart of the heart, the light also shines through. And I know that in my heart I desire you. I have a love for you. Let us all stand. As we continue to bow our head.
Our Heavenly Father, Lord, you know every heart to hear, Lord. Lord, you forgive your servants. Lord, I don't have uh, the eloquency, don't even know the word or the vocabulary to how to express what you have made real to me. But Lord, I'm not depending on that, Lord. I trust the Lord, you will deal with the people's heart. Lord, I don't know who's, who's here. I don't know who had that. I don't know the heart. But Lord, we're all, every one of us is under the sunlight, Lord. Lord, that your light has to shine through that in each everyone's heart. Lord, I know there's someone in here. It's just still in the seed form. But they're the woman's seed. Lord, they're not the Mary's seed, but they are the seed of God. They're born from the heavenly. They're coming from you, but yet not manifested. And how the devil is trying to let it choke this seed just in the infant age. But Lord, I pray for those seed, Lord. That you let the sunlight to start to shine and draw them out of their misery. Draw them out of their rebellions. Draw them out of their, Lord, they might not curse you, but Lord, their action, their behavior, Lord, is act just like there is no God even exists. Lord, if those people are here, I pray you, Lord, while you shine through in their heart, Lord, would you shine down to the bottom of their soul. Let them to see that beyond their agony, beyond their negativity, beyond their cry, beyond, Lord, their selfishness, beyond their bitterness, beyond everything, there is inside of them, Lord, just a tear it up, tear, tore down every wrapping that's wrapped around their soul. I pray you, Lord, shine a light down to the depths, most of the deepest, the soul. Lord, to find that there is a love, there's a desire in there. May they, as Jesus said, I desire to eat that Passover. Lord, because of this children, some of them, they haven't eaten Passover yet. I pray you, Lord, and may that desire of Jesus transfer from heaven and down to the earth and search it around here and sweep through each pew and go into the heart and put that desire in them. And let them say, I desire to eat that Passover because that the Passover has a sacrifice that afford us. Lord, erase up that sincerity of it. Lord, he has taken that type of sincerity. Lord, it has brought the people into the conviction, to bring the people into the maturity. Lord, there some people here, when the light was to shine through, Lord, maybe they find that there's anything that hinders their walk. Lord, I know they're a wonderful believer. Lord, I know there's some others that come into the maturity. But Lord, is it come to the last stage of the maturity? Is it a time for the striking? Lord, maybe the trial has come. Maybe the difficult has come. Maybe the lukewarm wind start to blow and their experience with you become a cooler and cooler 
and cooler. Lord, would you put that a desire, the vehement desire. Lord, that as it is said, it was like a, the inflaming wine that it killed or make people sad. Lord, the, 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 the heat is start to come and let us stimulation of a revelation. Lord, they're just a fighting into their soul and the burn up their soul that again, Lord, consume their whole being as they dedicated their whole life to you again. Lord, I myself dedicated my being, my whole being to you, Lord. Lord, I pray you, Lord, just come, Lord. Lord, uh, some may be in here, some may be not even here, maybe streaming to the service. Lord, I pray that you put that same desire that is in us and in those people as well. We give you thanks and glory. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Ryan, would you help me to sing that one mercy walk in it? It's a mercy walking in. Amen. Let's sing. Brother Ryan. I stood in the courtroom. The judge turned my way. It looks like you're guilty. Now what do you say? I spoke up. have no defense, but that's when His mercy walked in, oh, mercy walked in and pleaded my case, called to Someone so guilty had just been set free. My chains were broken. I felt born again. The moment that his mercy
mercy to walk in. The blood of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful God that we serve. You know, the other day I was talking with my mom and something that she said that was very touching me. She said, you know, son, she said, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I wanted the rest of my life and live every bit for the Lord what I love so much. You know what? When mercy walk in, she said, change the person. And she said to me, she said, you know, I feel I owe so much to him. I don't know how, what I'm going to do. I owe so much. And he's been so good to me. No church to go to. Locked down for three years. And cannot even walk out of the room. Maybe I'll share a little testimony after this. And she was the one through it all of that. And she said... I started thinking about my past. She said, I almost want to write a book. She said, you know, when I first believed, she said, I said to myself, and she said, you know, I cannot say I don't believe it because I never read it. If some people will be wise enough and says something like that. This is an 80-some years old woman. Doesn't have much Bible to understand the message. She said, I can't say I don't believe it because I haven't read it. But I can say I believe it because I haven't read it. And so then it becomes to me, I must do something with it. I must read it. But he said, she said, one, as soon as I started listening to it, he said, my heart was touched. That's when mercy started to walk there. And that's a few years back. You know, my mom, she was, uh, she got COVID. This is just uh, in China, I think, probably uh, hundreds of a billion, millions of the people got COVID just in the last little while as the country was opened up. And the first time my, my daddy got it. He doesn't even know how he got it, but he get over it. And then my mom got it. My mom has a problem with her, with her, her lung. And she got a... Uh, every time she got a little cold, uh, she got a hard time to breathe, and this hit her really hard. And uh, the one day I, I called him, I called her. When I called her, I said, Mom, how are you doing? She said, I'm just about to call you. She said, I can't even breathe. I said, why don't you go to the hospital? She said, all hospitals are full. Can you imagine hundreds of millions of people got it? Where are you going to put them in the hospital? And hospitals don't receive any uh, emergency anymore. Nobody, every bed is, is occupied. People die on the street just like a fly. People die in the, the funeral home and they line up to be cremator. Just so many people died. And my mom, she said, there's no hospital I can go to. And I said, mom, then we can pray. She said, yeah. She said, I was just about to call you to pray for me. And so we're on the phone. We didn't jump, we didn't cry, we didn't do anything. 
And we just on the phone, and we prayed. And my mom got a habit. Every time I prayed, she has to pray again. Almost feel like that's not enough. And I prayed. I prayed with my heart. Oh, she prayed it again. You know when she prayed? I know it's like the Memphis Moo,、uh, the colored woman, the mom. She know what to pray. Simple. She said,、uh, "Lord, I'm getting old. Lord, you know I believe you. There's nothing, nothing that in me to not to believe you. You have done so much things for me." You've been so good to me," he said. "Father, can I just one ask one more?" He said, "Lord, I believe you will heal me, and I believe you will take this away." And we hung up the phone. And the second day, I phoned my mom, and this time, when I heard the voice, she said, "Honey, my voice is back." She said, "Did you hear? Did you hear me feel like a sick people?" I said, "No, mom." And she said, "The Lord healed me last night." She said, "Now I'm jumping up and down. I'm completely healed." That's what mercy walking in. It doesn't take another you know, big、uh, thundering lightning. Just a little simple face. Just a little desire in a heart. Lord, you know I love you. Lord, I don't have to prove anything. You know my, you know my love to you. I've been walk with you. I've been went through a lot of things, but in my heart of heart, Lord, I love you. Is that your heart? I'm sure it is. And you know this is not over. And then、uh, my brother's、uh, mother-in-law, she's 90 years old, and then she got COVID, and she got a cancer before. The whole stomach cut off, the intestines cut off. You know, use my mom's phrase. It said, and that all the, the, her organs, the inside of her body has a cut of the whole plastic bag. And because she got a cancer, they cut out a different. And she was in such a weak state. And then she got a COVID, just a few days ago. Not only got a COVID, she got a pneumonia. And when a person 90 years old got something like that, you're basically. Uh, uh, sentenced to death. There's no way for her to get out. And she got a pneumonia, and she cannot go to the hospital. There's no hospital want to receive her, because they know she's gonna die anyway. So no hospital gonna receive her. And when my mom know that, my mom said, "You know what? A few days ago, God just healed me." And she called my brother and called my sister-in-law. Said, "He said, 'I'm your mom. You're my son.'" You're my daughter-in-law. Now we kneel down and pray. If God can heal me, God can heal her too. And then they kneel down and then pray. I guess by force, because my mom asked them to to do that. And she made a simple prayer. And just after two days or one day, I forgot, honey. I think two days. And then her hospital phoned her, and they find one bed that in that hospital. And it's not a small hospital; it's a big hospital. It's probably one of the most famous hospital in China. The former president was treated in that hospital, and in that room, it was the former president was treated in that room, and then he died in that room. And then, so the, this this 90 years old woman, they find her on the bed, and she doesn't have a vaccine. 
So then they said that for sure, even if she go there, she's going to die. So she went in there to stay, lay under the bed. There's another person, as a younger, much younger than him, and died that night. And then a few days later, she get out of the hospital perfectly fine. When mercy walk in. There's something that in your heart you desire for him. You love for him. And you be sincere. And let uh, the light shine through. And you know in your garment are full of holes. There's not even one thing that you can offer. But you put in his word. You put him as your garment. Though our garment is tattered, it's filthy, but there's no hole in the blood of Jesus Christ. Can we sing all my life? Oh, what? You know that song. Just before we go. I love you, Lord.
a wonderful God that we served. Brother Gabe, I wonder if you can come to pray and dismiss the congregation. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so thankful, O oh God, to once again be in your presence, O oh Father. Lord God, to think of your goodness, O oh Father, everything that you've done for us, O oh Father, everything that you've brought us from, O oh Father, and you've just been able to pour, O oh God, your mercy upon our lives, O oh Father. Your grace and your mercy, O oh God, has been so good to us, O oh Father. Lord, where would we be without it, Lord Jesus? Where would we be, O oh Father, if you hadn't come down, O oh Father, and decided, O oh Father, to look upon us with favor, Lord God, and bring us, O oh God, from where we were, O oh God, and place us, O oh God, and amongst your wonderful body, Lord Jesus. O oh God, and we're so thankful, O oh God, that you saw fit, Lord Jesus, to count us as part of your, your beautiful bride, O oh Father. Lord God, that that seed that you place within us, O oh God, before the foundation of time, O oh Father, that you continue to water it, Lord God, that it continues to grow, Lord Jesus, that it continues to take over, O oh Father, and push out everything, O oh God, that is not of you, Lord Jesus. You continue to mold us into your image, O oh Father, and we're so thankful, O oh God. So, O oh God, let us do our part, O oh Father, by surrendering, O oh God, to your word, O oh Father, that you may continue to be made manifest through us, O oh Oh, Father. Oh, God, that it would be less of us, oh, Father, and more of you, oh, God. That we die daily, oh, God, to ourselves, oh, God, to this flesh, oh, Father. That you may take over, oh, Father. Oh, God, that others may see Christ in us, oh, Father. The hope of glory, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, that you, oh, God, are spreading this word, oh, Father. Lord God, everywhere, oh, God. We think of Brother Michael, oh, Father, in Uganda, oh, Father. May you be with him, oh, Father. May, oh, God, each and everyone, oh God, that is yours, oh Father, come to you, oh Father. Lord, as we've heard, oh God, Lord Jesus says the, at the woman, oh Father, that came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, but a greater than Solomon is here, oh Father. So, oh God, you know each seed that is yours, oh Father, and you've called each one, oh Father, according to your purpose, oh Father, that they may come to the revelation of Jesus Christ, oh Father. So, oh God, whether it be in Uganda, oh Father, whether it be, oh God, in China, Lord Jesus, Jesus, whether it be in South America, oh God, wherever your word may go, oh Father, may you call your people, oh Father, Lord God, that we're getting ready for your coming, Lord Jesus, and oh God, you know where that last one is, oh Father, so God, continue, oh God, to, oh God, spread your word, continue to stir the hearts, oh Father, and continue to make your people, oh Father, come into the image of Jesus Christ, oh Father, oh God, that your love, oh God, would be expressed through us, oh Father, oh God, that your seed, oh Father, would come to you, Lord Jesus, for you're bringing in the sheaves, oh God, one by one, oh Father. So help us, oh Father, to surrender. Help us, oh Father, as we hear your word, to be doers of your word, oh God. We pray, oh God, we thank, oh God, you for the, the brother, oh God, for our wonderful brother in Christ, oh Father, that he's been able, oh God, to lay himself aside, oh Father, to speak your word, oh Father, that is you speaking through him to our hearts, oh Father, each one receiving oh God, what we need from you today, oh Father. And may we go from this place, oh Father, with your word on our lips, oh Father, as we congregate one with another, as we fellowship one with another, oh Father. May, oh God, we say as the two that walked on the road to Emmaus, didn't our 
hearts burn within us, oh Father. Oh God, how our hearts have burned within us, oh Father, as we've been in your presence, oh Father. And may we carry that presence from here, oh God, to wherever we may be, oh Father, to every person, oh God, that we may be in contact with would feel the love of Jesus Christ, oh Father. So, oh God, I pray that you would go with us, oh God, and that your spirit, oh God, would guide us, oh Father, and lead us, oh God, not only today, oh God, but throughout the week, Lord Jesus, as, oh God, your fire may continue to burn within our hearts as we draw closer unto you, oh Father. Be with the sick, oh God, each one that's sick in their body, raise them up for your glory, oh Father. We think of our precious, oh God, brother Milko, oh God. We think of our brother EBA, oh God. We think of our sister Vandy, Lord Jesus. Oh God, raise them up, oh Father, as we know that only you can do for you're the great physician, oh Father. Oh God, and may, oh God, we rejoice in the testimonies of, oh God, the, the precious brothers and sisters of Christ, oh God, around the world that are in need of a touch from you, oh Father. So burn on, Holy Spirit, through our lives, oh Father, and through those that need you, oh God, whether it be body, mind, or soul, oh Father. Quicken each one, oh Father, we pray. We ask all these things in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless you, everyone. Uh, while Brother David prayed, I just thought of another testimony. Would I be okay? Okay? As Brother Tommy, if not okay, I'm going to say that anyway. Just be polite. <laughs> I just uh, got a call from a brother, Brother Caleb in China. And, um, and I shared a testimony that's so blessed in my heart. And there's, um, uh, there's one young man. Um, uh, just recently, just uh, two, uh, three, two days, uh, three days ago, was just baptized. And how he was baptized was just a, such a miracle of the Lord, how brought him uh, into this message. And he was, uh, one day, he was online. He was just uh, do, some, uh, uh, do some search about the King James Bible. And then it happened to get onto our website. And to get to the, uh, the Chinese website of the King James Bible. And there he saw the electronic version of it. He downloads uh, the King James Bible. And you know, I think we shared it before. In the Bible, at every verse there, there's a number there. If you click that number, it will lead you uh, directly to the message. And that's exactly what he, what he did. And he searched the scripture and click on the number and then bring to Brother Brandon's message. He read one after another, after another, after another. And then he said, this is something. He said, I must get this. And so he followed the, the, uh, the email uh, address at the bottom of the website and called uh, this brother. This brother uh, in China who's the design uh, this website and he uh, uh, put it everything on there so he gave him a call and he's a believer then he uh, started to introduce to him uh, more about this message and this young man heard it and he was only uh, 30, uh, 35 years old and he was uh, 10 years in the seven day Adventist and uh, been, uh, been uh, in there, uh, in there. Uh, wonderful uh, wonderful young man and then he called the brother and then the brother introduced the message to him and he said, I want to be baptized. And this uh, brother said, actually, uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to, uh, today, I think, uh, uh, a few days ago that day, he said, I'm going to uh, meet Brother Caleb. He said, do you want to come with me? He said, yeah. So they're in the same city. So they come together, went to Brother Caleb. And that night, this brother was uh, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. 
God knows every seed of him, no matter where are they. And God knows every one of them. And the work's still going on. The word message is still that we put it in the hand of the peoples and still fulfilling the vision that the Lord gave it to our dear pastor. And that we're so thankful that God is a living God and is moving among his people. Shake hands with each other. And until we see you on Wednesday, Brother Timothy Pruitt is going to come to preach. And on Sunday, Brother Neville Kisselow is going to minister. God bless you.